What up all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 240 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, you get an update from me, your host, Chapin Cruder. So I'll keep this intro short and sweet. Please, if you like Misfits and Rejects, sharing it with a friend or sharing it with somebody who you feel would like this message is by far the best way for me to get Misfits and Rejects out there. So if you do like it, please share it. It means the world to me and it really helps me grow Misfits and Rejects. Pulling out that phone and subscribing to Misfits and Rejects, liking it, commenting also help very much. But by far, sharing Misfits and Rejects with a friend who hopefully becomes a longtime listener really helps me out. Now, this episode is me giving you an update, giving you a window into my psyche, where I'm at in life right now. And it's a very personal episode and it's very organic. I never script these things. I just kind of let it grow out of me as I speak into the microphone. And so in going back and editing it, I did have a few aha moments that I will share in my conclusion. I kind of go over it at the end of the episode, but stay tuned because I will go into more depth in what I learned just through hearing myself talk through this 35 minutes, which is funny because I feel very vulnerable at times and in many ways embarrassed because I've been talking seemingly about the same things forever whenever I give these updates. But the reality is that timelines are different for everybody and nobody knows when their time is up and nobody knows when their time will come when you set a goal and you strive to reach it. So although I've been repeating myself, it seems like for years about where I'm at and what I'm striving for and what do I want to accomplish? Well, it's just true. It's me. It's where I'm at in life. And this Misfits and Rejects project, these people I talk to and this whole endeavor is just real people telling real stories about their life, where they're at and how they got there. And this is how I got here to where I'm at right now. And although I feel like I've said it a million times, and yes, I do feel sometimes incredibly embarrassed by these updates. It's just the truth. So I hope you take it for what it's worth, and I hope you can relate, and I hope you get something out of it that motivates you to continue to move forward and push hard for whatever you're pushing for, because I know I will continue and look forward to hearing success stories from you in the future, as I hope that I get to share mine. So please sit back, relax and enjoy this episode with me. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners... A lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. What up, all you beautiful misfits and rejects? Thank you so much for joining me. As promised, an update from me, your host, Chapin Cruder. It's been a while, I know, but I'm happy to bring you last week's episode with Maya. What a powerful episode. I mean, that woman is such an inspiration to me, as I hope she is for you. And it got me thinking. got me thinking a lot about my past and that lovely statement she made when she said, which I decided to name the title of her episode after when she said, whenever you lose your light, read this. And it got me thinking because I did the same thing. However, I did write myself a letter. I sat in front of my computer back in Thailand, November 28th, 2018, actually. And I did a video letter to myself in the future. So that was three and a half years ago, almost four years ago. 
And I documented it because I was in a very happy place, a place of joy, a place of enthusiasm, a place where I was at peace, a place I knew I was on the right path. And this episode is going to be kind of about that, where I'm most joyful, the reasons I feel like I'm the most joyful in these types of places, in these types of states of mind. We'll talk a little bit about cycles of life, cycles of financial well-being, things that have been reoccurring in my life recently that I can draw upon through experience, through books I've read, and it'll help me kind of peel back the layers of my own life, trials and tribulations, and hopefully shed some light on maybe where you're at and things that you might be feeling as well. But again, last week's episode, episode 239 with Maya, I had some really nice feedback. Thank you so much to Keith. Thank you so much to his brother, Gavin. They both reached out individually and said how much they enjoyed it. Love getting feedback, guys. It really motivates me, keeps me excited and focused to keep doing this. I've always done this for me. I love these stories. As I was telling somebody recently, like I have so much admiration for individuals that choose this type of lifestyle and then can sustain it. These beautiful misfits and rejects that I meet put so much on the line, personal relationships, family relationships, financial well-being, and they go out and just do it and somehow make it happen. And this for me in many ways is where I find myself struggling internally a lot these days is this comparison game that I find myself not intentionally wanting to play in my own head, but it plays out for sure. This like, you should be there by now. You should have succeeded. The goal I set for myself back in 2015 when I started was to only make 500 bucks a month online. And so this mind that I have presently jumps on those notions and attacks, 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 attacks. And I find myself battling it daily. And we'll get into a little bit more about that later in this episode, but it's really interesting to have this opportunity to speak with these people that genuinely inspire me, motivate me, I think are some of the most beautiful human beings in the world who, if their story were to get told, they could change so many lives. And when I say get told, obviously I'm helping them tell their story, but I have these grandiose sort of ideas of putting on a scale where the world can see hopefully what I see through my own eyes of how remarkable these individuals are. I encounter them everywhere I go on earth. And many of them are reclusive. Many of them are not seeking the limelight. And you'll never get to see them. You'll never get to hear about them. You'll get, never get to experience what I experience when I sit down face to face with them or somehow come across them and hear a little bit about their lives and their stories. They're truly just exceptional people in my mind. So again, Maya and all you other beautiful misfits and rejects out there, thank you for just being you, living your truth, being vulnerable, being transparent, and showing me and everybody else there is a path that one can strive for that is attainable. And it doesn't have to be glamorous per se, but it can be the most fulfilling life, the most fulfilling experience that one could ever wish for, for their own life. So as I said, I dove into my archives and my hard drive trying to find this video of myself talking to me in the future, reiterating my happy place, why I was happy. And in the past week prior to this monologue I'll give you for the next 30, 45 minutes, I was really trying to peel back the layers and understand where I was when I said those things and why I was in such a good headspace and 
why I felt that peaceful joy that, to be honest, I always feel when I'm on the road. And the simple answer is, and I'm not ashamed to say it, I feel best when I'm out in the world, experiencing new people, new cultures, unfamiliar environments, unfamiliar food, flavors, smells, just observing cultural norms and mores, the hand gestures, body movements of a culture that I'm not familiar with and trying to understand what it really means to them. I remember sitting at a bus stop in Greece, and I think I spoke about this once before in a past episode where I watched these three or four old men having a conversation, and you could tell that one of them was very frustrated with the other one, and it was on a small island in Greece, and granted, I'm projecting my own story onto them, but it seemed like it was about the watch on this gentleman's hand because one of the gentlemen reached down and grabbed his wrist, picked it up, pointed at the watch, threw it back down, and there seemed to be an issue with the watch. Or maybe the watch had been a gift and he wasn't appreciative of that. And again, as you can hear me now, just the stories in my mind about that encounter started flooding my mind about what it could be about. What was the animosity towards? Was it a wedding gift? Was it a watch that was stolen? Was it a gift that was given and the individual is now resentful for giving it to somebody who was ungrateful? And the stories and the mental pathways were just going crazy. And I feed on that. I love that wondering when I walk around a city what it's like in these individual apartments in all cities around the world, whether they are impoverished cities or cities that are that have more abundance, more materialism. I always just sit there so curious what's going on behind those closed doors, what their day-to-days are like. Where do they work? What are their families like? Do they have healthy relationships? Are they criminals? Do they abuse people? I just sit there wondering always about if I got a peek inside, what would I, what would I encounter? It's just so motivating and so interesting to me. And that to me brings me joy, that curiosity, even though I don't always get a glimpse into those little windows of these individuals lives. I somehow create these stories in my head about what it could be like. And I'm starting to really see how this can be a positive And this can also be a negative. I'm 100% addicted to thinking. It is hands down an addiction that I should probably seek help for. I've seen a therapist for years at this point. We have cultivated such a friendship that I should probably look into getting a new one. But my thought patterns can be so destructive in my self-talk. In the way I abuse myself sometimes for, again, not succeeding not being where I want to be, not achieving the goals I've set for myself. And so funnily enough, the video that I came across where I talked to myself in the future about the joy I'm feeling, it's related to being in Thailand. So one, my surrounding area affects my mood, affects how I feel. If I'm in a cool new culture or a familiar old culture that I've enjoyed in the past, like being in Thai culture, I'm at peace. I'm at home. I feel great. I can go out at night, walk around, I don't need to talk to anybody, and I can just be and be fulfilled. So environment for me is huge. Climate as well is another big one. I talked about being warm, feeling the sun on my face daily. Two huge ones for me. Things I didn't realize until, until I was in my 20s when you know, John moved to Costa Rica and I was in this warm climate with sun for three weeks. And my mood changed in a way that it had never changed before. 
growing up in Southern California, of course, people think, oh, the sun's always out. It's so warm. Yes, of course, relative to the rest of the world or the colder parts of the world, that's true. But for me still, Southern California is too cold of a place. I want temperatures where I'm sweating all day. Humidity is great. It doesn't bother me. Warm ocean temperatures, 75 and above all the time. That helps keep my mood alive. My spirit's high. My enthusiasm about getting up in the morning and going out and doing something at a level that is comparably different from what I feel when I'm in Southern California. December in Southern California, it's not getting light till close to whatever, eight in the morning. I don't want to get out of bed. Say it's 50 something degrees Fahrenheit. I'm like, oh, it's so cold out there. Some of you might be agreeing with me saying, yes, definitely way too cold. Some of you be like, you're crazy, dude. I live in minus 40 degrees, wherever you're from. But these are things I've noted about myself and my life for many years now that I know for sure. I've always known. And I've strived now since I was in my 20s to maintain a life in these types of places. So in seeing this video, this letter to myself, that's something I knew. Something I didn't necessarily need to be reminded of. But for anybody listening, it's a, it's a nice tip, something to think about to do for yourself, just like Maya did for herself. Writing your future self a letter, reminding you of what makes you happy. For her, it's Cusco, Peru. For her, it's a special diet of healthy, natural foods from a market in Cusco, Peru. It's fresh air. These little things that many of us take for granted, but for example, if you live in certain cities in China, fresh air is not available. I know for myself, I encountered this type of pollution in Northern Thailand during the burn season. And it was the first time in my life that I realized, oh my God, I've been taking breathing for granted. Like to be in Northern Thailand where literally they start burning all the rice fields, all the fields at the same time. It settles into the valleys up in Pai, for example, where I was living. I was living in smoke that I couldn't see 50 feet in front of me for. Well, in fact, I had to leave after one week because it was just too intense. The particulate matter in the air that I was breathing was literally like I felt like I was choking to death. So these are things I've noted about myself and my life for quite a while now, and I continue to try to incorporate in my life in a way that can help me sustain a level of peace, happiness, fulfillment, because I also know that if I don't have those things in, it starts to undermine a certain level of joy, whether I like it or not. I definitely strive to be that individual who can sit at peace in all situations. But the reality is, is that takes a lot of practice, a lot of time and focus. And although I do work on it, it's also a lot easier just to go plant yourself in a place that makes you feel better, which is a luxury for sure. Not all of us have that freedom. I do. I'm not ashamed of it. So when I have the opportunities, I try to take advantage of it. And I'm also trying to create a life around me being able to have the freedom to go to these places and sustain a life for myself through my online businesses that can keep me in these locations. So great. I knew that when I saw that video, that wasn't new, but what did strike me was a few of the other things that I had said, which I hadn't remembered saying, but obviously was important to me then, which was some of the physical things that I've been encountering over the years, things that I think I've talked about in past episodes. Like I, I started developing eczema on my face when I was in my mid thirties. I've always attributed it to the amount of parasite medication I took when I was traveling the world. I've had multiple parasites and 
At one point, I started diagnosing myself with parasites. I had been diagnosed with parasites in the past and taken the appropriate anti-parasite medication, but I'm pretty sure that I abused parasite medication for a period of time, which wiped out my GI tract. Hence my conclusion that now I suffer from eczema on my face because my GI tract is damaged through the use of parasite medication. So one thing that came up in this future note to future self video was, hey, your eczema is getting better for these reasons. And now reflecting on, you know, having these breakouts since mid 2015, maybe a little bit a few years prior till now, it's definitely gotten better. And it's through this, that reflection, that introspective nature I have, which is always trying to figure out how to heal myself. And so in this video, I talked about all the Thai herbs I've been taking. Daniel Foxman, I forget the episode number, was an individual who I found in the mountains outside of Chiang Mai who has this freeze-dry company that freeze-dries these medicinal herbs. And taking his herbs was tremendously helpful and healing to my face. And I'm assuming to my gut as well. I've been to Western doctors. Everyone says I'm fine. I don't think that. Because I always feel that your skin reflects what's going on internally. And if your skin is like mine, eczema ridden, then I've concluded that there's probably something wrong with my gut, my liver, whatever it may be. And so seeing now the change in my eczema over the years has made me feel very good about the efforts I've made to heal myself, indicating that you can change and you can heal. Time is a major variable in these things. Time is that thing that we all discount so much because we just want it to happen now. I'm that individual that sets a goal and I want it to happen when that date arrives. And when it doesn't, I start questioning myself and being like, why hasn't it happened for me yet? And so this leads into these, this comparison game and this mental habit that I've realized I've had for my whole life. Whether I learned it, whether it's genetic, probably a combination of both, but Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it yet, highly recommend it. It pointed something out to me that I applied to my mental habits, which is if you have these unconscious habitual thoughts about things, about people in your life, about relationships from your past, about your relationship to money, about you not being better than others, about you are somebody who always seems to get hurt. And these kind of mental loops play out, whether you're conscious of them or not, they really start to shape your reality, which is what I have found for myself personally. And so again, going into this video that I watched of myself talking to me in the future, I was thinking that although there's been so much change in my life over the years, I'm basically stuck in the same situation I was financially, for example, that I was in 2018. And it's an interesting cycle that when I started peeling back the layers and thinking about my life forever, who I am as a person or who I think I am as a person, because I do believe we can all change. We can all change in our core. It's tremendously difficult, but I do believe that there's been these cycles and patterns that have played out for years upon years upon years. And I don't know if you've also, I don't know if you've read Ray Dalio's book, Principles of Dealing with the Changing World Order. Again, Ray Dalio is somebody I've discovered over the last 10 years who studies cycle. He studies financial cycles specifically, but I believe they're applicable to also psychological cycles, life cycles, 
what he's kind of uncovered through his study of history is that these huge economic cycles happen over many years. And then within these huge cycles, there's many cycles. So if we were just to apply that to today's current economy in America, there's a lot of chatter about we're going into a bear market, a cycle that is noted throughout history as we have bulls and we have bears. And then within those bulls and bear cycles, the ups and downs, we have large, huge cycles that play out like the Great Depression, 2008 with the economic crash then. And I started applying that to my myself in every way, shape and form that I could think of. So mental patterns, my financial situation, friendships, relationships. And I started looking at all these little cycles that play out and then big cycles that play out as well. And then where I'm at today with all of that. And it was really interesting to kind of uncover these things where there's so many patterns that continue to play out, even though I'm aware of them, even though I know that maybe this is unhealthy for me, a relationship say, because I've already had relationships similar to this in the past, but yet I still continue to seek out, maybe attract individuals that, although I might think this is new and this is different, it ends in the same way. And as I've talked about recently and for quite a few years now, you know, me striving to create an online business that helps me sustain myself on the road as a location independent digital nomad traveling the world. It's been really interesting to kind of play out my mindset and how I've approached other goals in the past and watch the cycle as it kind of played out. And so I'm going to articulate the mental cycle and I'll do my best to kind of help you comprehend help you comprehend kind of where I'm I'm going with this, which is like there has always been this belief in myself that if I followed my intuition, I followed what I wanted to do, if I followed my heart, if I followed what I loved, things would fall into my lap, things would come to me in abundance, and everything would be okay. And for many years, that was a cycle that played out in a way that reinforced that thought process. So I thought I was on the right track. I made decisions based on what I wanted rather than doing what I thought somebody else wanted me to do. Like when I was younger, trying to please my parents and my friends and other family members and always trying to be the best at certain things I didn't really care about. Well, when I finally decided to take full responsibility for my life and what I wanted in life, all these little patterns started to take shape and then get reinforced and my life just started getting exponentially better from me deciding to try to become a professional soccer player to then making it into UCLA to then it was just the craziest serendipitous moment started to occur that reinforced that idea that if I take full responsibility for my life, I make decisions based on my intuition and what I want to do, life will always work out in my favor. And I found myself in Nicaragua and I found myself living the best life I could have ever imagined for myself, a life that I could have, that I could not have ever imagined for myself. I mean, so many things just blindsided me and came in unexpected ways. And I'm just like, this is crazy. This is a beautiful thing to have understood at such a young age that all I have to do is follow my intuition and make decisions based on what I want. And things will just always fall into place for me. And a lot of you might be listening saying, yes, that's right. That's exactly what you should have done. And I would agree. That is what I should have done. I have no regrets about that. One caveat to that story I was telling myself was that there was an unconscious belief that there would be abundance in everything in my life by, by making these decisions. 
and following my intuition and doing what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do it. And at 37 years old, I had this moment of complete horror when I realized that all of the decisions I made when it came to investing and when it came to working fruited me not as much as I had hoped. Financially, I thought I'd be in a very different place at 37 than I found myself when I was at 37. Okay, so that was interesting. So now, going back to comparison and expectation and ego and these things that are always there and could potentially be operating without you really knowing it because I was living in my truth. I was very grounded in my knowing of that what I was doing was what I should be doing and where I should be. And in looking back, I, I know that. But where I find myself now is wondering if I could have done something different to put myself in a situation where I'm less stressed financially. And based on everything I just said, I continually come to the answer is no. But it leaves me feeling insecure in a way that when I do look around and see all the decisions that my peers made, 99% of them haven't lived the life that I have, but 99% of them are exponentially more financially secure. And I can feel through the microphone right now, everyone wanting to lunge through and give me their thoughts and feelings about that statement. And that's great. If you have your thoughts and feelings, or if you just want to talk, please feel free to always reach out to me, chapin at misfitsandrejects.com. If you are in a situation that you're down, out, feeling like you need someone to chat with, please, by all means, reach out. I will get back to you for sure. We can jump on a Skype call, have a conversation. If you have your thoughts and feelings about what I say, I'm always happy to hear constructive criticism. But again, this is just me being transparent, vulnerable, and happy to share where I'm at. Hopefully that others can connect. So as I said, I sit and think a lot about where I'm at now, the decisions I've made, knowing that every decision I made has brought me to where I'm at today. So with that understanding, I have to be very honest with myself and say that through these decisions that I've made, there was very few that were calculated decisions in trying to put myself in a, a place that I could be less financially stressed. I've always been an investor in the sense that I've always saved a portion of every single paycheck I've ever gotten and put that into various investments that I felt strongly about. And that's fruited very little. It has fruited something, but I, I'm probably broken even at this point through the ups and downs of the markets. But what I'm trying to say and the way I've been kind of visualizing this, internalizing this is that this pattern of thought and behavior has again led me here. This cycle has led me here. And on the outskirts of this little cycle, there are bigger cycles that are playing out around me as well. And many of you are familiar with death of loved ones, death of friends, and I'm coming into an age where, and more recently, people I care about are passing away unexpectedly. That is also giving, you, giving me more perspective on timelines and how much more time do I really have to achieve the goals that I've set for myself and hopefully set up those I love around me to be more financially secure than they already are. Because this is a pressure I've been putting on myself over the last five years, 10 years of wanting to put myself in a situation that I can help out financially. I've talked about this a lot in past episodes, but again, after my mom got sick and 2008 wiped her out, it really gave me again perspective on that big cycle 
that financial cycle that Ray Dalio talks about, that if you're not prepared, you could get wiped out in that last stretch of your life that leaves you in an uncomfortable situation. And for my mom, it was not just emotionally uncomfortable. She was in physical pain for a lot of years. No insurance, unable to afford insurance, and just a horrible thing to see somebody go through. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I have to figure out a way that I can alleviate the potential of that happening to another individual I love. And then so thinking about the cycles and the ups and downs in life and the peaks and valleys and the, okay, so the first 17 years of my life were me just trying to figure it out, not really finding my footing and not really finding my happy place. 17 comes, my dad takes me on this transformational experience in Europe. Something clicks in me. I decide to take full responsibility for my life situation, set a goal of trying to be a professional athlete. And so, boom, I'm 17 years old. And then I look back and now the next seven, the next 17 to 20 years of my life, incredible. You know, again, there's a small ups and down cycle going through that, but Overall, it's just like completely different from the first 17. So that big cycle of like melancholy and depression and trying to just figure out being a kid in Orange County and, you know, those 17, that 17 year cycle into a 20 year cycle of just crazy emotional growth and abundance of beautiful human beings into my life and experiences around the world and striving for goals and finding successes in places that I never thought I'd be successful and finding failures in places that I thought for sure I would be successful a lot faster, which brings me to where I'm at today of this valley I find myself in, that striving hard but just not getting it, not figuring it out, not achieving what I had set out to achieve in a, in a timely manner, comparing myself to my peers who are achieving it faster than me, Knowing that I'm not going to quit, but just some days just going, God damn it, I don't want to do this anymore. Wondering if I've made the right decision. Wondering if online entrepreneurship is for me. Wondering if I pivot and try something completely new. Will I have the stamina to put in another three to five years hoping to become successful? All the normal thoughts and feelings, I think, all entrepreneurs have, but also knowing deep in my heart that by certain definitions of by certain definitions of entrepreneurship, I'm not an entrepreneur. But by others, anybody can be an entrepreneur. All it takes is an idea and the desire to achieve it. So with that said, a really big win that I had recently was I got my Mexican residency. I took an opportunity that Mexico is offering and allowing individuals to come down there and get their residency. So I took it knowing that although I wasn't ready right now to move there full time, it's been a goal and dream of mine for many years, as I've talked about on past episodes. And for me, it's important to one, say things out loud that I'm going to try to accomplish. And two, if it's within my capabilities, within a realistic amount of time, I do it to set myself up for that day when I am prepared to make that final move. And I have the cash flow from an online business or from a freelance job that I've acquired on Upwork. Again, keeping that goal in mind, not letting the dream die, not giving up, positioning myself within the social circles that I'm at to be held accountable for what I say and still striving for what I want in life. So that's a big win and a big joy that I've encountered recently, which is spending two weeks down in Mexico with 
people I love from my Nicaragua days, getting my Mexican residency, and preparing for that life that I continue to strive for. Another big change that's occurred recently is that I've decided it's going to be very important for me to start doing things that if it involves me receiving money for, I have to enjoy it a lot more than the other things that I've tried to create in my life, whether it's online or in-person trading dollars for hours. I love the individuals I work with at the warehouse. They've always been so kind to me, allowed me to come and go as I please. And to be realistic and honest, I could not do what I do in my life without the support of my bosses. Like They are hands down the most supportive, loving, caring individuals who believe in me and are rooting for me to succeed. So they let me come and go as I please, and I couldn't be more grateful. But the work itself for me personally, is not something I'm interested in. And I've also known this about myself that I have to connect with my work in some way, shape or form, feel like I'm contributing to something I believe in, feel that I am growing and learning something that is not just fulfilling to me, but to others. And there have been shreds of that in the things that I've done online, none of which have taken me to a place that is sustainable financially, but it is something that I've come to realize I have to do something that I feel connected to and slightly passionate about or slightly interested in. And so I've decided recently to get a second job because as many of you know, I love to bake. It's my peaceful place, a place I can lose myself in the kitchen, in the dough. And I decided to work in a bakery part-time just to have that extra bit of not just money, but joy in what I'm doing. And I've only been working there a week, but it's starting to feel like it's the right thing. Intuitively, again, I followed that. I knew it was. It came to me in a way that was effortless. So I always use that as a signpost. I'm on the right track. The individuals I work with, just like my other job in the warehouse, are just priceless, beautiful human being. I love them. The work itself, though, is much more fulfilling. I feel like I want to learn these things, these techniques, these recipes, these instruments that I get to use on a daily. And I feel that cycle changing. You know, this this dip, this valley, this place I found myself in for seemingly years now feels like there's a transformation coming. When it does, I don't know. I'm trying to steer clear of this comparison game. These timelines I've set for myself that I haven't quite, that I've never actually achieved within the time frame that I'd set for myself, but kind of getting back to basics, getting back to that thing where it's like, me doing exactly what I want, when I want, but trying to now be more calculated, be more willing to compromise because the lack of compromise in some ways has also put me in this situation. So as I talk through this right now, this is always organic. This is always me just spitballing, trying to just come from the heart, be vulnerable and real. There's also a lack of compromise that it's also keeping me, I think, stuck in this cycle that I found myself in for so many years. So to highlight this episode, I think everyone should sit down with a pen and paper or their phone camera, note where they're at right now, wait for a time. If you're not joyful and in the exact place you want right now, wait for that moment to come. And then again, record yourself for your future self, just like Maya did. For those of you who have not listened to her episode, I highly recommend it. But the title of her episode is when is called whenever you whenever you lose your light read this based on a letter she wrote herself when she was living in Cusco Peru to remind herself that if she ever found herself in that deep dark place that she once did back in Belgium pull out this letter read it it would guide her 
and remind her of who she was and where she needed to go to refine that person. Much like me, finding that person out in this world, in places like Thailand, in places like Mexico, Nicaragua, it's important for all of us to know where those places are, those places that can trigger us and bring us back into that balanced place that we need to be to grow and be creative and be enthusiastic about another day. And then I want everyone to be cognizant of those mental cycles too. How do you wake up in the morning? What's your self-talk like? What are the stories you're telling yourself on a daily, consciously and unconsciously? If they're unconscious, it's going to be harder to bring them to consciousness, but just be aware of your mental patterns. A lot of us drive and next thing you know, if we're at a location, don't remember how we got there. Well, if you don't remember the streets that you were driving down to get to where you're going, ask yourself what you were thinking about the whole time. And you might find that you think about that same story over and over again on every drive. And then you apply that story to where you're at in life and you'll start to see a pattern, much like I've started to see. The stories that I tell myself, very powerful ones. And all the gurus say, all the books say that your thoughts become your reality. We are all standing where we're standing today or 99.9% of us at least are here because of all the choices that we've made in the past. All of our thought patterns have brought us to where we're at today. And if we want to achieve something else for our lives, we have to change those thought patterns. We have to start changing our behavior. We have to start working for those things. And in my case, working in a different way to achieve the thing that I want to achieve. Because what I've done for the last eight years hasn't worked yet. And even within these downtimes, in these times where we feel hopeless and we feel like we're not growing, we're not gaining traction, or we're nowhere near where we wanted to be when we set that goal initially, that the only way we'll ever get there is to keep striving. Keep moving towards that goal in the best way that we know how. Finding individuals who maybe have already achieved that goal, sticking close to them, learning from them, asking their thoughts and their feelings, and taking a good hard look at, again, what we're doing on a daily, how you're thinking on a daily, and taking full responsibility for all of that. So thank you all for listening. I think you all are so very beautiful. Again, if you're in a place that you'd like to chat, feel free to reach out, chapin at misfitsandrejects.com. I'm always happy to chat. We can jump on a Skype call. If you just want to send me an email, I'll always reply as well. And I look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Take care. Ciao. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. As I said in the intro, this stuff isn't always easy for me to talk about. Sometimes I feel incredibly embarrassed by the fact that I feel like I have been repeating myself now since almost day one. But again, like I said, timelines are different for everybody. And this is me and where I'm at within my timeline. So some points I reflected on when I went through the editing process of this time, like I said in the intro, you never know when yours is up and you also never know when your time will come. And that thing that you've been working so hard at finally becomes the thing that you always hoped it would become. Whether it's for myself, the lifestyle that I want and this business that I still don't quite know what it's going to be and how it's going to hopefully serve you as the audience or serve that customer or I still don't know what it's going to be. But having specific timelines can be helpful for some and detrimental to others. So in reflecting on me and how I do my life. It's important for me to set goals, but having timelines and holding myself to them in a way that if I don't achieve them, I'm hypercritical with my lack of accomplishment. That's not very helpful. So maybe you can relate to that and 
give yourself a bit of a break, like I'm trying to do for myself. Let it be okay that I'm not quite there yet, but I know I'm going to keep striving. And within the same context of time, just never knowing when your time's up. And if you're not living the way you want to be living right now, then it's time to start thinking about a way to turn your life into something you're more fulfilled by and proud of. Because as I've experienced recently with people in my lives, their lives were cut short unexpectedly. And I didn't get a chance to speak to them and how they felt about their current life situation. But it's an important question to ask ourselves because if you're not living the life you want right now, we need to start making moves to get ourselves there. And again, the comparison game, as you heard me throughout the episode talking about, you know, seeing my friends and my peers reaching their goals and living the lives that they want in a time frame that I had hoped to achieve my hopes and dreams is a dangerous game to play with yourself because again, with time, you just never know. And maybe it's going to be another eight years for me. So the acceptance of that and the knowing that I'm going to keep moving forward allows me to not get discouraged or as discouraged and continuing just to try to enjoy the path and the journey because it is rich and it is full. Thank you so much for listening. I think you all are so very beautiful and I'll see you in another episode soon. Take care. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspire you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.